Hi, folks. I haven't seen you guys in a while. It's good to see you. Amen. So we're talking about the temple of truth this morning. Amen. And we know that um, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so, therefore, amen, we are truth. We've been born again of the water and the spirit. That means we are to be walking in the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come unto the Father but by me. He says, search the scripture for in them. You think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, but you won't come to me that you might have life. Amen. He is the truth. So that's what we're talking about. Now, we've been following the Beatitudes. Amen. To uh, bring about this truth. Amen. What did we talk about last week? Anybody know? Amen. Be merciful. Amen. Thank you, sir. Even as you're. Huh? Amen. You got to be mercy if you want to attain mercy, right? Amen. So anybody being merciful today? You being merciful to people? Amen. I pray that you are. Amen. Today we want to move up another step. Amen. And we're talking about human purity. Purity. Amen. And Matthew chapter 5. And what verse this time? Verse 8. Verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, let me tell you right now, we're all going to see God. <laughs> all right. Hey, everybody's going to see God one way or the other. The Bible tells us we're all going to stand before the judgment seats of Christ, the given account, amen, of the things done in this life. Amen. We're going to see God one way or the other. So the question is, when you see him, will he say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, or will he say, depart from me, because I knew you not. Amen. But I pray that because we are his children and we are building this kingdom and we're building this temple, that we will, amen, be what he says that we can be. We need to move on to perfection. So blessed are the pure in heart. Amen. When we start talking about the heart, we're talking about the mind, the thoughts, amen. And this is what you've got to get right. Our thoughts has got to be right. It's got to align with the Word of God. Our thoughts can begin to run rampant if we're not careful. And we can allow things to come into us that can uh, distort us and not make us like God. The Bible tells us that man looks on the outside, but God looks upon the heart, amen. And so, therefore, we've got to have the heart of God. In Psalms 57, 7, amen, David says, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, O God, and I will arise and give praise. So let me ask you a question. Is your heart fixed this morning? Amen. Is your mind stayed on Christ? Isaiah says in Isaiah 26, 3, that he will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord, Jehovah, for the Lord Jehovah is an ever-saving strength. We've got to get our mind fixed. The world today and the area that we live in is trying to distort the mind. That's what the enemy desires. Jesus said the thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, 
and to destroy, but I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. We can't allow our minds to run rampant because if our minds begin to waver, then we're going to be unstable. James says that an unstable man is like the waves of the sea. They're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. You don't want to be up and down. You want to get on an even kill, and as a result, you want to stay on that. You want to set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. Amen. You're going to a better place. You've got to have the mind of Christ. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, they looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. So you've got to set your focus. So David says, my heart is fixed. Amen. In Psalms 110, David says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. It shall not cleave to me. He says, I will behave myself in a perfect matter. Amen. So that means that your mind, if you're going to behave the right way, you've got to have your mind stayed upon Christ. You've got to get your mind stayed upon him. Amen. In Psalms 51, verse 10, David says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Amen. We want our minds to be cleansed. Amen. There's so much junk in the world. If you're on internet, if you're watching television, or you're around people in your work, man, it mess your mind up. <laughs> you know, because the media is designed through Satan to destroy your mind. You draw conclusions based on what you hear, what you see. You know, and it's amazing to me in the political realm today that so many people... Minds are all messed up. You got all these people out in the middle of the street protesting and doing all this foolishness. They have no idea. Ain't one of them out there probably met the president of the United States. But because of their mind, they you know, and what they're hearing on the media is distorting their mind. And that's what the enemy desires is to corrupt your mind. So that you can't think clearly. And as a result, you will make wrong choices and wrong decisions every time. Because you will start acting out of what you hear and what you see instead of what is truth. Amen. So David needed a clean heart. Amen. Jesus says in Matthew five twenty-seven and 28. Ye have heard that it has been said of them of old times, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you that whosoever look on a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in her heart, in his heart. You know, let's flip the corn. <laughs> you know, male, female. <laughs> so you could use it, apply it both ways, you know, here. So you want to make sure your heart is right. Amen. Because we know that adultery, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. This is one of the works of the flesh. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor feminists, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were 
some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been sanctified, but you've been justified in the name of the Lord God and by the Spirit of our God. All things that is lawful for me, but all things edify me not. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought under the power of any of them. Amen. Once you are baptized in Jesus' name, once you are filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are to set your affections above. You can't keep doing the same old things you used to do. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Amen. So we're moving forth here. So David wanted a clean heart. Amen. What about you? Do you want a clean heart? Do you pray, God created me a clean heart? Oh, Lord, renew a right spirit in me. Notice Psalms 51, verse 6. Psalms 51, verse 6. David says here, amen. He said that the Lord, amen, desires truth where? In the inward parts. And in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Amen. Notice, he desired truth inward in your minds, in the inside of you. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Amen. So what is inside of you? It's going to come out of you. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. See? And so this is why a lot of times when people get angry and fly off the handle, that's in there. It's already in there. It's just waiting for an opportunity to come out. So therefore, you have to make sure that you cleanse yourself, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doing from before my face, the Lord says. In Luke 6, 45, now visitors, I, I threw out a whole lot of scripture, okay? So you're going to have more scripture than on that piece of paper, okay? <laughs> All right. So Luke 6, 45, Jesus says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bring forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bring forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So what is in you? If you hear people cursing all the time, if you hear people swearing all the time, that's what's in there. But if you hear people praising God and edifying and building up and exalting people, that's what's in there. See? So when you put good things in, good things are going to come out. If you put evil things in, evil things are going to come out. Amen. And so this is why you have to make sure what you watch, what you read, what you're looking at, and everything else is according to the Word of God. You need a sifter. You need a strainer to keep that evil out. Amen. You have to mature to where you get up and walk away sometimes from the things that can destroy you. Amen. All things are not edifying to you. Amen. What is it about our thoughts that can keep us out of heaven away from God? What is it about it? Amen. Or as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking right now? You think about heaven? You thinking about 
the earth. You think about what you got to do today. You think about what you got to cook. What are you thinking right now? You know, think about it. Is it on good thoughts or bad thoughts? You know? So you, you have to purge yourself. Cleanse out that vessel. Get rid of those evil thoughts and those evil surmises that, that comes your way. Look at Proverbs chapter 6. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 16 through 19. Proverbs chapter 6. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven, makes him sick. <laughs> Abomination makes God sick. That's what the Bible says, you know. And, and so, a proud look. Notice, pride, a proud look, starts with thoughts. The heart. A lying tongue, it starts with the heart. A hand that shed innocent blood, it starts in the heart. A heart divides wicked imaginations. It all starts in the heart. Feet that be running swift to mischief. Amen. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that sword discord among brethren. It starts in a person's heart. So notice, God hates these things because your heart is not right. Because if your heart is right, if your heart is stayed on Christ, if your mind is stayed upon Him, you're being truthful, you're doing what the Word of God tells you, you're being a doer of God's Word, then you're not going to do these things. Pride is going to be away from you because you're going to walk in a humble state. You're going to be, have humility in your life so that God will exalt you in due time. You're not going to lie on people. You're not going to tell people lies. You're going to speak the truth in your heart because we're the temple of truth. Amen. Jesus had no guile in his mouth. In other words, he didn't lie. And if we say we are Christians, then we should not lie. We should be truthful at every juncture of our walk in life because the unrighteous cannot enter there. You've got to get it right. Somewhere we've got to turn on the light bulb and says, I'm not going to continue down that road. Amen. I'm going to make my life right. Amen. So an true heart that is not right can't enter there. You've got to get it right. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Amen. And I keep telling you, I'm not a judge. I'm a fruit inspector. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And fruit inspectors have to feel the fruit. They have to see the fruit. They have to touch the fruit. Amen. We have to realize, because what is in our hearts produce actions. Amen. It produces actions. And actions, amen, produce conduct. And conduct, amen, reflects what's in the heart. And the heart reflects what is our character. And our character takes us right back. Amen. To our fruit. Jesus says, you'll know them by their fruit. Amen. See, we can fill this room with all the good words that we want. But it's our conduct, it's our actions that is reflected. Jesus says, let your light shine that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. 
Amen. So we need to realize that. You know, the children of Israel, when you read the Bible, you find ten times God said. When you read Numbers 14, he says ten times the children of Israel has rejected what I've told them to do. Ten times. They saw ten plagues in Egypt. They saw how God delivered them out of Egypt. But because they murmured and complained, all the way to the door of the promised land, ten times they rejected what God said. How many times have you rejected what God said? That's an indicator of what's in your heart. When you hear God's word and you read God's word, it is designed to bring change. So, but if you don't do it, that is an indicator of stones in your heart. Jesus said the seed fell among thorns. It fell among stones. It fell among the wayside. It fell among good ground. The stone are they that hear the word of God. They receive it, but when the first trial comes, it can't grow. It dies off. See? Because the fact of the matter, there's something hard in there. See? So therefore, you've got to get it right. So ten times they rejected what God says, and as a result, they're standing right on the door of the promise and can't get in. All because of unbelief. And the writer of Psalms and the writer of Hebrews tell us, Beware, lest this same spirit of unbelief get in our hearts. And we miss the promise. See, Canaan... The promised land was a type and shadow of the rest. It was a type and shadow of heaven for the children. They was coming out of the world. Now they're heading to the promise. But because they murmured, they complained, they bickered, they weren't satisfied, they weren't content. All the things that God was doing for them, they should have just been quiet and walked and praised all the way. But no, they murmured, they complained, they bickered. And anytime you murmur, bicker, complain, You know what? Your enemy is always going to be bigger than you. Every problem you have is going to be bigger than God. Every circumstance is going to be bigger than God. See? And that's what happens to them because they let it get in their heart. See? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What did they say? We're grasshoppers to our enemies. They says, we're as a grasshopper. They, They saw themselves as none but a bug. They forgot all about what God had done and what God could do. See? So we have to have our heart corrected, and our heart must be right. Amen. So David asked a question in Psalms 15. Let's go to Psalms 15. I don't know if this is on your paper or not. Amen. Psalms 15, verse 1 to 5. David says, Lord, you know, think about this. Notice how he talks to the Lord. You know, he's in a pretty humble state here. He says, Lord, who shall abide in your tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? And the Lord gives him an answer. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, and whose eye, excuse me, a vile person is condemned. 
but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh a reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Notice there, who shall abide? Who's going to be there, Lord? He that walketh uprightly. Amen. We've got to walk in the Spirit so that we do not fulfill the lust of our flesh. Walk honestly with those that are without. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Amen. Walk and work in righteousness. Righteousness is the white linen of the saints of God. It's pure. It's the purity. Having a pure mind. Having a pure heart. Having pure thoughts. Anytime you're doing right, that's means your heart is right. Amen. You're working on those things because God is a righteous God and is a reflection of who He is in you. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. You're not your own. You are brought with the price. Amen. So you're working righteousness. And notice, speaketh the truth in His heart. You're telling the truth. You're living the truth. Amen. The Word of God. This is why James says, be a doer of God's Word, because it's true, and not a hearer only. Amen. And notice it goes on and says here that he shall dwell in the holy hills. God is trying to take us to a higher plateau. He's trying to take us to a better place. Amen. And we've got to allow him to work in us. Amen. We've got to allow him to change us. We've got to pray. As David said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. You know, renew a right spirit in me. When you look at David, if you look at Moses, and you look at Saul or Paul, all three of them was murderers, weren't they? You know? Because that was what was in their heart. See? But once they came to a knowledge and understanding of Christ and they repented of that sin, this is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7.10 that godly sorrow worker repentance and salvation not to be repented of. Amen. They realized they're wrong. They went into a sincere repentant state. And as a result of that, God forgave them. This is where mercy and grace comes in. You realize you've got problems you realize you've got situations. You realize your heart is not right. If you don't change and ask God to forgive you, if you don't ask God to take it away, it's going to stay there. And as a result, it's going to cause you to do something totally wrong. See? But when they prayed, when they sought God, He forgave them. That's why grace is a gift. Not by works, lest any man should boast. It is a free gift of God. And God wants to give you his free gifts. Amen. So that you can do what is right. He wants you to be with him forever. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. So we've got to realize that what's in there is going to come out. Revelation chapter 21, verse 7 and 8. Revelation 21, 7 and 8. It gives us another inlook, an insight into what is going on. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. What are we talking about on Wednesday night? 
What's our theme this year? Being an overcomer, right? You've got to overcome if you're going to inherit all things. If you want what God has got for you, you've got to overcome yourself. You've got to get self out of the way of this thing. You've got to get overcome these traditions. You've got to overcome these fears. You've got to overcome these envies. You've got to overcome these jealousies. Amen. You've got to get self out of the way. You've got to let Christ be in his rightful place. You're not on the throne. He is. Amen. So notice, amen, we've got to get it right. Who's going to be in God's tabernacle? Notice, amen, if you want to enter, I will be his God and he shall be my sons. Verse 8, but the fearful, if you fear, that's in your heart. Unbelieving is in your heart. Abominable is in your heart. Murderers is in your heart. Whoremongers is in your heart. Sorcerers is in your heart. Idolatry is in your heart. And all liars shall have their part in the lake which burning with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, because these things is in a person's heart. And it can't get in there. You're going to stand before God one way or the other. All of us are. I'm not exempt. You're not exempt. That's because I'm a pastor. It don't mean I'm exempt. Matter of fact, God requires more of me probably than he does of you. Amen. But we've got to realize that he wants us all to have the same thing. A pure heart, a pure mind, pure thoughts. Amen. The reason people can't get the holiness in Christ is because of their heart. you got so much junk in there. See? You'll never reach the state of holiness that God wants until you cleanse yourself, until you cleanse your mind. And it's not hard. Holiness is not what you wear. Let me go right there right now. It's who you are. God is holy. He's a spirit. Amen. And so if we, he says, you be holy as I am holy. And so and as a result of that, if we get our minds right and stayed upon him, we'll separate ourselves from these things of this world. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, it's of the world. See? And so when my mind is right, I can make right choices. I can write my decisions. I know what is right versus what is wrong. Amen. This is what we've got to get right. Amen. Because this is God's desire for us in our lives. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 14 through 18. So if you want to inherit the things of God, you want to inherit heaven, you got to get it right. He wants to take you higher. But if you have bitter, envying, and strife in your toenails, right? In your fingertips, in your wallet. Where's this at? In your heart. Amen. If you got bitter and envy and strife in your heart, glory not and lie not against the truth. Verse 15. This wisdom descended not from heaven, 
Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shadows of turning. This wisdom does not come from God. If you've got bitterness and strife and envy and jealousy and all this stuff in your heart, it's not from God. It's earthly. It's sensual. And it is devilish. In other words, it comes from the devil. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Amen. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure and is peaceful and is gentle and is easy to be entreated and full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy. Notice, amen, and the fruit of righteousness sown is peace to them to make peace. That's good. Amen. But, but notice what it says there. Where all these evils are, there's confusion. The reason the people in the world today don't know where they're a man or a woman is because their mind is messed up. They got so much junk in their minds. See? You've got to realize some things here, folks. If your mind is corrupt with sensuality and bitter and envy and jealousy and all this stuff, it's not from God. It's from the devil and there's much confusion in that stuff. So you have to realize these things. Don't lie against the truth. Amen. If we want to see God, we've got to have a pure heart. See? You can see God right here on earth. But the reason people can't see it, the reason atheists can't see it, is because their minds is all messed up. The Bible tells you clearly, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and the firmament show forth this handiwork. Day unto day they utter speech, night unto night they show forth knowledge. There is no voice nor language that their words are not heard. Amen. You see the tree? That's the atheist. What is that? That tell you it's a tree. How do you know it's a tree? What's that? A dog. How do you know it's a dog? How do you know that's a bird? You don't believe there's God. How do you know it? The only way you find out is read the Word of God. That's where it came from from the beginning. <laughs> because people's minds... It's so messed up with mess, listening to every bit of foolishness. Amen. So we have to realize. I tell people all the time, you can believe that one and one is two. Why can't you believe that Jesus is God? (laughs) You believe that. You believe that when you go to the bank to count your money, they better give you the right change, right? It's all about the mind. Amen. Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. Jeremiah 17, 9. So who's going to be in the heavens? They've got a clean heart, right? Amen. Speak the truth in your heart. Speak the truth in your heart, telling us and saying right things. Amen. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, tried the heart, searched the heart. I tried the rings, even to give every man according to the ways. And according to the fruit of his doings. Notice, your heart is deceitful. Your mind is deceitful. Amen. You have to make sure 
amen, that is right. Because God will try you to see what is in there. And isn't it amazing? He shows you what's in you all the time. You can reject it all day long. But pretty soon, the Bible says, He that being often reproved, harden his neck. Proverbs 29.1. No, pretty soon, there's not going to be any remedy. You know, Paul even writing to the church says, If you keep rejecting God... He says, God has seen your lie that you would believe, a, you know, a strong delusion that you would even start believing a lie. You know, search yourself. Look at you. Am I honest? Am I truthful? Am I doing what is right? Because if not, I, you know, I, like I told you last Sunday, you're not going to tiptoe into heaven. You're going, <laughs> you know. But, you, but but the problem is, will you get to stay? <laughs> you know, that, that should be the question. I want to hear him say, well done, <laughs> thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy which I have prepared for you. Amen. So Solomon says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Amen. Your mind is messed up. You know, when people commit crimes and stuff, one of the first things they want to do is check the people's mind, see if they're sane, you know. Or was there something that caused it to be done? doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. <laughs> you do wrong, yeah, we know something's wrong. It's in your heart. It's there. It didn't just pop over a night. It's like crabgrass. It stays there. It's like seeds in the earth. Pretty soon it's going to pop up. You know, isn't it amazing some seeds you plant in the ground, they don't grow like all the other seeds do? You ever notice that? Sometimes you can plant seeds and nothing comes up. Three years later it decides it wants to come up. And you go, where did that come from? And that's how it is. Sometimes we can let stuff in. Not even think about it. A few years later, whoop, burst through the ground. And you're going, whoa, what happened there? I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to do that. Man, I thought I had got rid of that. It's still there because you never took care of it. Godly sorrow work at repentance to salvation. Created me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit in me. He wants truth in the inward part. Proverbs 4.23, Solomon says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Everything flows out of your heart. Your decisions you're going to make comes out of your heart. Your thoughts, your words, they're flowing from the heart. So you've got to keep it. You've got to protect it. Amen. You've got to look out to make sure nothing is entered in. Amen. This is what you want. James 1, 26 and 27. James tells us that pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fathers and the orphans and keep ourselves, amen, unspotted from the world. Go back to 26 if you would. If any man among you seem to be religious and bradle, 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 not his tongue, 
but deceive his own heart. This man's religious is in vain. Amen. Get your thoughts right. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is just to visit the fatherless and widows in their afflictions and to keep himself unspotted from the world. In other words, don't let the world influence you. Amen. Don't let the world influence you. What you see around you, if it's not in line with the Lord and His Word, don't let it influence you. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. Say, this should not be of you, little children. Amen. You've got to keep your mind stayed upon Him. Amen. It's beautiful when you do, when your mind is, is peace. You know, people can't sleep at night. You know why? they got so much junk in their mind. Amen. They're battling so much craziness. Amen. Here, keep your imperfect peace whose mind is stayed upon it. I don't have a problem sleeping. I don't. If I wake up and can't go to sleep, you know what I do? I go pray. Because <laughs> I say, well, God must don't want me to sleep tonight because usually he let me have all the sleep I want. My mind is not troubled. People ask me, man, you've been in two wards and you don't have post-traumatic stress disorder? No. My mind has stayed upon him. Yeah. We've got to get it right. Psalms 24, verse 3 and 5. Here is the same Psalms again. Who shall ascend unto the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands, a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceit fully, he shall receive the blessings from the Lord and the righteous from the God of our salvation. Notice, you want the Lord's blessings? Get your heart right. Amen. You'll receive the blessings from the Lord and the righteousness from the God of our salvation. He'll teach you how to do what is right. Amen. You can't reach those levels that God wants you until you get your heart right. See, you've got to learn to do right. Amen. First Timothy one five. Paul told Timothy, Now the end of the commandments is charity. First Timothy one verse five. Now the end of the commandments is love. Out of a pure heart. Charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith unfeigned. Amen. Unchangeable. Amen. You you're not gonna change. You're steadfast. You're unmovable. Amen. A pure heart. Charity. The end of all the commandments is love. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. There it is, right? With all your mind. With all your soul. And with all your strength. And your neighbor as yourself. Love. The end of all the commandments is love. Amen. Out of a pure heart, out of a pure mind. Man, 
Do you love God with everything? Amen. If not, check your heart. Find out why. I won't have another God before me. Amen. So this is, I must be out of pure heart. Amen. Real quick, Matthew 15. And I'm going to, I know I'm, I'm, i got about five minutes here. Matthew 15, verse 18 through verse 20. But those things which proceed out of the mouth comes from Walmart. Target, Walgreens, Kmart. <laughs> but those things which proceed out of your mouth comes from the heart and defile the man or the woman or the boy or the girl. For out of the heart proceed it evil thoughts, murderers, Adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Amen. Notice what the Lord says here. Amen. The first thing is evil thoughts. Amen. These are usually the fountain spring. Amen. Evil thoughts, that's usually the source and the spring. Things start spewing up. And all this other stuff comes from that. When you have evil thoughts, this is what James is saying. You know, those thoughts are not from God. They're from the devil. See? And those things start springing up. Amen. Evil thoughts... Are intended. There are thoughts that you intend to do. Amen. This is what happens. Amen. And they defile us. They leave pollution behind us. Murder. Murder. Taking a life in malice. Is from the heart. It proceeds from the heart. Adultery and fornication. It proceeds from the heart. Theft. Amen. Stealing. Theft is taken and carrying away the goods of others without their knowledge or consent. Think about that for a second. They proceed from the heart's and they violate two commandments. The tenth commandment and the eighth commandment. When you steal, you violate the tenth and eighth commandment. You know what those are? Thou shalt not steal is the eighth. And the tenth one is, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his house, nor his ass, nor his servants. As manservants, as maidservants, as ox, nor as ass, nor anything is your neighbor's. So when somebody steal, that's what you're doing. You're breaking those two commandments. Amen. False witness. 
giving wrong testimonies, concealing the truth, or stating what we know to be false, a violation of the ninth commandment. And what is the ninth commandment? Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Right? Think about that. Amen. Blasphemies. Amen. Blasphemies proceed to opposition. This is why the atheist is always blaspheming God. They proceed from their heart. Amen. So therefore, we've got to realize, when you look at David's life, did you know David violated all Ten Commandments in one instant? Think about it. All ten, just like that. But he was forgiven by all ten, just like that, because he really went into a state of repentance. So Jesus says evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and blasphemies all proceed out of your heart, and that's what defiles the man. Amen. And so, therefore, having this understanding, dearly beloved, we must cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of God. Amen. If we desire to see Jesus Christ, amen, if we want to know him, we have got to keep our minds pure. Amen. We have got to do it now. You can see God in operation right now upon the earth in your life. You can see what God is doing. You can see Christ in operation in everything that you do if you get your mind stayed upon Christ and cleanse your heart. Amen. It's not hard to pray and ask God to forgive you for wrong. Amen. That's what he desires. Whoso cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. That's why we repent of our sins. That's why we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. We have an advocate with the Father. Amen. Yes, we're going to have some thoughts that's going to come in unaware. But this is why the Word of God becomes our sifter. The more of God's Word you put in your heart, the more of God's Word you hide in your heart, when the evil thoughts and the wrong things that start coming in, you can realize it and see it and ask God to forgive you and to cleanse you of it. Amen. Because you don't want to allow it to attach itself to you because if you allow your heart and mind to do wrong, don't think you're going to get there. At the time you ought to be teachers, Paul says. You have need that one teach you again, which is becomes the first oracles of the principles of God. He says, therefore, we must move on to perfection. Amen. And this is what God wants, is your minds to be stayed upon him because he cared for you. Amen. Praise God. Let's take a break. Amen. And get ready for a dynamic service. Amen. It's so good to have.